Welcome to the happiest podcast on earth. Here they are. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the happiest podcast on earth. In this week's episode, we are ranking all of the live action Disney remakes in light of The Little Mermaid in theaters this weekend. Probably add some spinoffs in there too. If you're a fan of the podcast, you love what you're hearing, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Patreon, where you can become part of the Happiest Army and get exclusive, not heard on the main episodes from each person in the cast. We got a lot of fun, a lot of different things coming from Andrew, Tipsy Talk, Dr. Foster, AJ's got episodes, Jarrett uh, is hanging out with you every Friday night, a lot of good things. Head over to patreon.com. And again, become part of the Happiest Army. For those of you who are part of the Happiest Army, we can't wait to see you in just a few months uh, at the Patreon Disneyland trip. That's right, Disneyland. Maybe these two, who knows? Mel might be a surprise appearance. We'll see what happens. We'll see. I'm not sure yet because I literally was just in California. She so <laughs> not, She's not confirmed yet. So if you signed up hoping to see Mel, we'll see. We'll see. But no, but anyway, thank you all for tuning in. My name is is Corey Benty. There he is. And alongside me this week, Melinda Riley. Hey, everybody. And you got it right. Thank you. Oh, Thank you, you know, hey, I, I try. I do like the O'Reilly, though. I know. I do, yeah, I do. that is that is pretty cool. I, at first, I was Fun, like, wait, right? is that what it is? Is that what it is? No, it's not. I, I kind of wish it was. Though. I got I got really confused for a second. Not that because like, I know you got married and I know your last name's Riley, but I, yeah. I was I almost went, that's not her name. Like, what is he doing? She, for the it's first, gonna hit one, one day off. first couple Ew. hundred episodes, oh. she's Mel Geo. Now we just go by the full first name and new last name. It's a, it's a whole new character. Whole new it's character. A whole new thing, yeah. Not, not even Jersey it's a anymore. Re-break. She's just straight. Like, not Jersey? Nope, not even Jersey anymore. Where and, am I from now? Do you know? <laughs> ooh, how about... I can't do Texas. Well, what's a, what's a Philadelphia many... pen- suburb? Ugh, probably nothing good like baltimore oh, wow. you really stress the o's <laughs> and, the f- and the phone bagels turning the light on it's crazy she's actually started calling ariel like by the way it's pronounced oh wow i did it for you i'm glad you oh, noticed so nice <laughs> but now <laughs> nice. i'm gonna say it wrong so you know <laughs> it's not wrong it's just an accent thing it's tomato tomato even though it's i haven't bad. been introduced in the podcast yet he hasn't and You know what? As you mentioned last week, the newly engaged. He's here with us back on Monday nights. It's Andrew Bailey. What up? I'm very happy to be back. We just want to obviously thank y'all for taking time out of your busy schedules to hang out here on the pod. And also, I just want to give a special shout out to the Carolina Hurricanes, who, with you listening to this episode tonight, will be going for a 3-2 lead in this series. They were down 0-2. You know, there was a game on Monday, and they won. And then Wednesday, they came back, and they won that one, too. They were taking down the Florida Panthers, and tonight they're going for 3-2, over three two, a 3-2 three series. Well, there you go. There you go. There's your sports talk. Intense. and Intense. Yeah, very intense, very intense. Every time I know what he's talking about, yeah. Right, I know. Hockey, huh? What? Wow. What are we wow. even... Well, Florida being Disney, Florida in... That's true. All the, the diehard, all the diehard sure. Florida Panther fans down there. Yeah. So For many. sure. So many. 
Uh, well, let's uh, let's go around the room this week. I mean, Mel, you've been I, well. Now you haven't been gone too long, right? What's been happening yeah. in the last few weeks with you? You got some updates for us at all? What's happening? Yeah, well, I uh, I had a big photo shoot today, actually, which does relate Ooh. to our episode release as well. I'm just gonna say because it it's probably gonna be up by the time we're there. Um, everyone knows like I'm kind of laying off princessing, but I still have it. And uh, we just did a big photo shoot today, me and my friend uh, for the new Little Mermaid. Um, so we did both of us together on the beach. It was really cute. So that was like a big thing I had to work on. Because fun fact, being in a mermaid fin when it's like 70 degrees out and the water is probably 50, uh, you know, and you're on like hard jetty rocks. It's not the funnest time, you know, it's not glamorous. So that was a really rough afternoon, but we had a good time. Wow. Um I don't know, besides that, I mean, I haven't been gone that long. I don't think anything truly fascinating has really happened. That's, that's true. You you were just in a heated game um, day not too long ago. I hate, yeah, I hate scuttlebutt, but we'll go into that more later. Oh, you know what? I mean, yes, yeah, so let's 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 pause on hitting anything aerial yeah. uh, at the moment, but we'll come yeah. back to it in just a few minutes here. I just but, had to, I just had to put it out there. Yes, Easter eggs for the episode, but no, let's. <laughs> dive into because we did have some pretty big disney news this week yeah andrew and and i know you know this this may have touched actually touched one of our own right here on the podcast but uh disney has announced that come end of september the galactic star cruiser the beloved star wars hotel that just opened one year ago will close its doors yeah, I, I I mean, with being as sensitive to the cast as possible, especially, you know, with Emery being involved in that, I mean, it really is, it stinks for all of them, but this makes, this makes the mistake that was the NBA experience look like child's play. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it was one of those things, like, it was always too expensive, it was such a niche market to push for and and it and it stinks but yeah because a lot of money it's went crazy. into it a lot of money went into planning it a lot of money went into the cast that worked it and it cost a, a lot of money but why why the need to completely close it why not go the route of i think closing it in the sense of i don't think they'll waste the space i don't think that they'll waste the technology that they put into it because it already mm -hmm. was a thing. And now that's something that people can expect. Um, I can see it being modified. I can see it being a, so still so like still a super Star deluxe Wars. resort. I can see it being like a yeah. super deluxe resort kind of deal. You might have like a dining option there. Um, and you're going to lose your equity actors. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. why not? I mean, in any sense, like, pull back on the entertainment and the mid like you know that you're actually in a living actual environment i, kind of just, I, would, I wouldn't even be surprised if they even keep gaia in a way to sing at dinner in the same way they would have anybody else at like a restaurant where they have like yeah. people singing and stuff i mean I grand flop breakfast meet and greet action i mean why not that why can't you be eating you know why can't you be eating you know lunch or dinner and chewy walking up to your table or ray and getting just a good pick like you would with mary poppins or the mad hatter i, I just not I, mary poppins i wouldn't be surprised if you, that, you know 
See, but that's what I always thought like it should have been to begin with. Like I to me, like I didn't understand the whole thing to begin with. Like I never understood why they didn't just go with that route. You know, because it's a it's a tried and true thing that has worked so much. I don't get why they pushed so hard for this. And then it the result just did not did not live well, because, up to expectation. I because it's like. so expensive. So I mean, with the fact of being so expensive, again, why call it and completely just say, Hey, we're we're just we're calling it it's we're calling it quits on this why not well, just I'm, say hey we're just pulling back on everything make it just a normal hotel offer well, i think they're going to do well, that I think right the thing is if you if yeah. you do something like that it's seen as a failure in it's, the same way fast pass used to be free yeah it th- we did not they did not start charging for fast pass they started a whole new system that system is a paid for system you see what I'm saying? Like they They're Disney would never Disney after. Disney would never admit that the Star Cruiser failed because it was too expensive. What they would do is they will pull back and they will change the entire thing. They might end up calling it Disney's Halcyon Hotel or something yeah. like that. Like I I would not be surprised if the name stays the same, but it would not be called Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, because if you do that, then you're like, oh, we took all this stuff out of the Galactic Star Cruiser. You have to change the name. So that is closing, yeah. but I don't necessarily so see them gonna doing have to do a whole, whole. They're going to have to do a whole name rebrand. You think, like just oh, rebrand everything? Oh, oh, for sure, for sure. That'd be the only way. Other- yeah, I guess. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh my gosh, that's such a headache, and it, it it does suck. It sucks for everyone involved, and uh, I hope they're all okay because that's not fun finding out, you know, right before the rest of the world does that you don't know what's going on with your job you know that's horrific but yeah i say they keep it and just rename it another one of the disney's all star wars hotel (laughs) all star -Star wars hey it would be it'd be a good time just Uh, i would do it if it were like something like that you know like if it were just like a more accessible hotel situation but who knows i don't know We'll see. Yeah, we will see. And again, I'm sure we'll be talking more about this. You know, it's one of those things too. We might have to, I'm sure the star boys are going to have something about this on Patreon pretty oh, soon. Sure. Uh, Cause I know Marky Mark, Hunter, Jared, even Emery, Nick Foster, they all have their thoughts on this. So uh, yeah. more to come on that because I'm sure there's going to be, be a lot more conversation around this uh, before this guy closes in September. So we are going to be ranking live action Disney remakes tonight in light of, once again, it is the Little Mermaid weekend. And as you're listening to this, maybe you went to uh, the Thursday night showings last night. Maybe you're going tonight. No spoilers here. We don't have any spoilers. None of us have obviously seen it yet, even though we are talking about this early this Friday morning or Friday afternoon or whenever you're listening to this episode. But we do want to throw some predictions out there and, you know, some things that we've already heard, some songs uh, that are out there that are called Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. <laughs> is is Scuttlebutt going to be the song of the year? Is it going to win, you know, is it going to win a Grammy next year? I don't know. I don't know. It could. Or does it, does it win an Oscar for best song in a motion picture? I don't know. I don't know, people. But Mel, since you are the gosh the ambassador for all things little mermaid we'll let you go first your predictions as we are just a few days away um yeah i'm i'm scared i'm nervous 
I'm, I'm really nervous. I'm not going to lie. Um, I've heard the reviews are okay thus far. Um, what I'm seeing looks okay. I think the little mermaid herself is going to be fabulous. I think she's wonderful. She sounds beautiful. She's gorgeous. Like I really truly think she is wonderful. I think she's carrying this entire movie on her back is my prediction in this situation. Um, that's the vibe I'm getting. I also think the Prince Eric looks like he's pretty good. The voice, like, I don't know if you guys listened to his song yet or got a vibe for his sound at all. Um, it's kind of a rip on her voice from the Broadway show. Like it's definitely like a similar vibe, but it's, it's different. And he's really talented. Scuttlebutt though, man, I just, oh God, if that's the next thing kids start singing, I think I'm going to cry. Aquafina sucks. I just, okay, I'm so sick of Lin-Manuel Miranda's same cadence rap over and over because I heard it in the Heights and then it was in Bring It On and then it was in Hamilton and now it's here. And I'm like, can we find a new rhythm to go to? Because I'm sick. of it. I'm just getting a little tired of it. <laughs> so, well, I mean, here's the thing though, too. Like we knew, I mean, obviously as any kind of remake will tell you, we have gotten bonus tracks in these movies and songs mm-hmm. that were a little bit different, obviously from the original. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, watching and I, you know, I actually did some homework this week. It's been, it's been a minute, but I went Monday night and I watched a little mermaid. I watched it back. I even watched mm-hmm. y'all freaking little mermaid live on stage from Hollywood studios. And I don't care Aww. what anybody says. It is a wonderful, wonderful show. It is so I- good. So good. Anyway, but kind of watching it back. I'm like, who gets <laughs> Who gets a bonus track? Like, who gets a song? Like, if I'm watching that thing and like, is it the sisters? Do they have a moment? Does Sebastian have another song? Does poor mm-hmm. Flounder have a song when he loses his best friend? I don't know. But if, if anybody yeah. could get an extra song, who would it be? Because I don't think it's Scuttlebutt. I don't think anybody was asking no a song was. from. No one was asking for that. No one asked for that. I don't know why they did that. Um, it's funny because in the Broadway show, though, I mean, have you listened to the Broadway soundtrack like ever? I have not. No, not on this one. That would help a lot with this, though, because like they did give the sisters a song with Flounders. Mm. That, like they literally gave them that, you know. Um, so I would say if that was the case, like, yeah, I'd focus my attentions on that and not Scuttlebutt. But, you know, here we are. <sighs> Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. Everybody's I'm, also a little about worried about, I'm a little worried about under the sea i am a little worried about that but we'll see I don't know. yeah i think just some of the stuff that i i was i was watching and you know i feel like there was just a time when actors actually watched mm-hmm. what they're you know what they were going to be doing rather than just recording in like a studio a and yeah exactly it just it, I, there just seems like and maybe again this is trailers talking maybe it all lines up and i'm praying that it does but it just looks like there's this disconnect i don't believe yeah the characters that i'm watching that are singing and it's like the actor I, and the character yeah and i also wonder if that's just the lack of being able to animate like a crab's face because it's a crab and it's <laughs> not you know what i mean like they're True. trying to make it look like a real animal is the same thing Lion King had where it was like you couldn't emulate the motions correctly because their faces are just so like flat. You know what I mean? Like they can't do anything with them. So I do think like that's part of the problem is when you make these live action remakes with cartoons, you lose some of that emotion. Like it just there's no way to bring that in without it looking right. weird. So but I agree. He seems a little like 
they were not on the same page. Like he was told one thing and then they did something else. So I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I also think color wise, like I wish it were just brighter. Like everything in the trailers is dark and that might be because they didn't finish it. So they're doing that whole like, just make it darker and no one will notice. But like, I, I want color, like, you know, I'm hoping yeah. for color. Yeah, hoping for a like lot my... here. Hoping for hoping a lot. For a lot here. It, I'm really, I know I'll probably be a harsh critic because like Little Mermaid's one of my favorites, obviously. So I'm trying to be open about it, but I truly think she's going to be fabulous. Like yes. I have no doubt in my mind. Holly Berry will kill this, this role. She's yes. killing it already. Like I think she's wonderful. Um, I just really hope she's not the only one carrying the film. Yeah. That's my yeah. hope. And Melissa McCarthy. I've got high hopes for Melissa McCarthy in this too. I think she's going to be great. She's going to be great. Did you see the video of what they did her makeup and her eyebrow was yes. like, yes. oh my God, what was that? I was like, uh, <laughs> it was like halfway off her face. The one was like all the way up here. The other one's like down here. <laughs> oh, all right. I But I'll tell you this, the way Disney like runs their stuff. I would not be surprised if she like just kills the role and then they give her some kind of like origin story. Oh like, yeah, sure. like, kind, of a, kind of a Maleficent is yeah. that what a, you're, like, a Cruella? Yeah, a Cruella. Yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of it is Melissa McCarthy. You know what I mean? Like if she herself does a really good job, like yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they like throw her in. I'd be curious to see that because I do think Ursula is a very interesting story that they really didn't put in the original that's there. They kind of visited in other versions where it's like she was related to everyone. So I do think there's a cool story there. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. And it'd be new. It'd be something new, you know? Yeah. Well, any final thoughts? Little Mermaid? Anybody? I think I'm seeing, I'm not going to, like literally, I think mine, I'm seeing it Saturday night. So we'll see it Saturday. I was on the... 3d train i really want to see this film in 3d and i'm and this is one of them i'm like hoping it's good and then i will maybe go yeah. back and see it in 3d because i feel like if it is it, it would be visually stunning under the water with some of these scenes oh um, yeah that would be really cool but you're not gonna waste it if it's it's not what you know it's not good so. then yeah no 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 but i think i'm uh, going no. thursday so i'll give you first okay. impressions when i go you yes. know without spoiling yeah andrew uh i mean i don't yeah. miss are y'all are y'all going this weekend uh i don't know we haven't really talked about it i know you know we got stuff yeah. i work on the weekends now so we'll try i guess but um no i'm i'm definitely excited to see it i'm happy because I, I dude every time that they throw a live action and it's uh straight to disney plus i'm always like all right well this one's not going to be that great so we'll see what happens. All right. Well, there you have it. I uh, did. I did like the fact that I mean, they all the reviews are saying it's the best since oh, Beauty yeah, and the Beast, true. and I loved Beauty and the Beast. The only thing I didn't like about Beauty and the Beast is not even just like I didn't like, but I think the worst part of that movie was uh, Emma Stone, or I'm sorry, Emma Robert, or Emma. Oh my God, Emma Watson. Jeez, <laughs> well, what what like, one, one of the Emmas. 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 Don't. Yeah. No one, no one take that out on Andrew. He got it right on the third try there. Yeah, that's seriously. okay. Third time's charm. That's right. That's right. All right. Well, let us know how you all feel. If you see it Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, hit us up in DMs. Let us know. Give us your thoughts. All the things. I'm uh, actually going Wednesday. I don't know how I'm going Wednesday, oh. but I'm going Wednesday. 
Oh goodness. Roll out the red carpet. I don't know how that I don't know how I pulled that off. I'm going with friends. They bought the tickets. So I'll let you know. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there we go. We have it right there. All right, everybody. Well, uh, Andrew, did you have anything for around the room this week or no? No. Okay. I mean, oh, I we I went on a VIP tour today and it was awesome oh, yeah. and it was fun. Uh That's if you're cool. a big fan of like it. it it is one of those things that we go to the parks a lot. And sometimes when we go to Epcot, we're not necessarily there to ride rides. And so there's never really a rush. That was the whole day, including riding a lot of rides. And just being picked up and taken around and yeah, snacks for you and stuff. Oh my gosh. So much fun. So much fun. Had an absolute blast. So yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I know. I'm hoping one day we can get a podcast VIP uh, excursion around the old parks there, but Mm -hmm. would be a good time. Who knows? Maybe it's in the works, but anyway, everybody let's, uh, let's get into it. And as I mentioned at the top of the episode, since it is mermaid week, it is live action week. We are going to rank the top 10. I don't really want to say all time because they've only really been doing it for X amount of time, but remakes, 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 and I guess a spinoff or so, or a you know, origin story perhaps that, that it makes sense from some of our from some of our favorite villains. But nonetheless, uh, we're gonna get right into it. We had each of the casts, everybody sent in their top ten. I put all the list together, nice little graph, put them all in there, and uh, we're gonna start right from the right from the ten mark here, and then count our way back up to the everyone's favorite. But coming in at number ten. The Lion King. Wow. It was just outside my top 10. So, I mean, I guess I, I just had too many high hopes for that movie initially. Yeah. Only literally only two votes. Yeah. Melden put this on her list. Uh, a majority of the cast. Only actually myself and Jared put uh, The Lion King on our list. Jared had a number 10. I actually had a number five. I just, I, I don't know. For me still, ah, man, it, it really pains me to say. I just, I thought it looked good. But the fact that they ruined two of the most iconic scenes, one uh, Rafiki's scene with Simba, just about Mufasa, they ruined that scene. Uh, and then number two, the just, um, oh gosh, Simba and Nala's, uh, can you Dude, feel the love tonight? I and, have seen, blech. I've seen Beyonce and Donald Glover both be good in films and <laughs> television and all that. Like, I know that they can act. Like, cause I've seen it. I don't know what happened. They, they just can't voice act. I mean, I'm when, when yeah. she, when Beyonce says Simba, you are the one true King. That's, that's just, and that's how you read it. And you're like, all right, perfect. That's it. That's great. Oh my gosh. That was just horrendous. And I just expected no. so much from Childish Gambino and Beyonce singing. Can you feel the love tonight? Like you said, Corey, I just, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was something I thought they were really going to kill. But again, just as we were mentioning a little while ago, it's just, I don't know. Disney makes these live action remakes and I just don't believe the character and the actor and the animal, I guess. But as Mel stated, you know, maybe you just can't make a live action best lion or crab look like, you know, the expressions you can with a cartoon. Best part of that movie. Sorry. Oh, no, no, you're fine. No, I was just saying the best part of that movie is uh, Billy Eichner, Eichel, Billy Eichner. Eichner, 
Eichner. Yeah. He was the he's played the, a hand, he was Timon. He's the best yeah, part of that movie. You, why can't you just stay with Nathan Lane, man? I, I, I feel well, like that I, I love Nathan Lane. I can't. I, there's going to be no comparison. If you're going to put the two of them together, Nathan Lane's going to win. But I agree, I think but I just problem. think he did a really good job in it. Yeah, and he that's did a good because he's just an obnoxious person. It's true. I think so Lane Morgan being cast was good, but I don't think he did the best job. My I think on paper. Is, if it's a reoccurring issue, like these actors that are known for talent can't emulate the way they're supposed to, what is Disney doing wrong repeatedly that this is like a continual issue of like, wow, why are these animals devoid? Why is this not fixed? Like they've had, they've done this how many times by now and it keeps being an issue. It's what like. direction. And... Yeah. Like who's like, why do we not have clear direction? But also they have a template. You have a template. You literally have the original to look at to like understand what's going on, you know? Because I just find that weird. everything has to be different in the same way where they were talking about. Um, like I think Hallie mentioned this. She's like, oh, we're doing something completely different than the original. It's like, well, here's the thing. And this is this is all live actions. This is not limited to The Lion King or The Little Mermaid. They just want to do something different to make it seem like it's also its own thing. But at the same time, mm -hmm. the thing that made it successful to where you want to like see it, redo it With is it, the yeah. fact that it's the original. It's yeah. it's just money. It's just money. I, ninety percent of the it's just completely unnecessary. Just completely it's unnecessary. Are there honestly outside of I would say Alice in Wonderland, which was a sequel, mm -hmm. Alice Through the Looking Glass, also a sequel. And then, um, oh my gosh, Cruella uh, and Maleficent. I was going to say, yeah. Those are the only four that are even remotely worth doing because it is a completely different story. You're not Based just off like, the retelling. Original content, like, you, know? you know what I mean? Do I think, yeah. do I think villains need some kind of like arc or origin story to be like oh well th this is why um this is why well, it's like it, that you know is, what i'm saying yeah. like it, you don't necessarily need that but it, at least it makes more sense it, to me it's not as lazy to me at least they they put the effort to create another story based off their original content so it's like i can appreciate that but yeah no lion king is just kind of devoid of emotion yeah yeah I hated it. I I couldn't. <laughs> I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> we all had such high hopes when the trailer dropped. I mean, we really did. I I, I know I did for one. I did. I for not. one was so excited, and then it was like I just like I'm forced to enjoy this. Um, but there you have it. Coming in number ten, the Lion King. Moving on, uh, number nine. Uh, this one is actually a shocker that it actually appeared on majority of our list, but coming in number nine, Pete's Dragon. Pete's Dragon really? number nine. It was yeah. on a majority of the list. Yep, yep. Quite a few That's of us okay. had it. Uh, if you haven't seen Pete's Dragon, it's a really, really good. It's a cool story. Uh, obviously, it's a remake. Uh, but an orphan boy named Pete, best friend Elliot, who is a dragon. Uh, it's 
visually really well done. I feel like it's not some big weird CGI lumpy dragon that's in this movie. It actually makes you kind of feel believable. If you're a fan of the How to Train Your Dragon movies, I feel like it's kind of lines right up with it a little bit. Obviously not as medieval and action packed, obviously, but still, still good, still good flick and a uh, really good, really good uh, sound, um, really good sc- score. One of my favorite scores. Yeah. I got some songs from this that I have on my Spotify that I listen to, and it's, it's pretty good. I think based off the material, like, have you seen the original Pete's Dragon? Yes. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Based on the material it had, I'm I'm very impressed with what they did with it. But I also oh, yeah. still love the original too. I love. My mom used to get that one from the library all the time. You know, like I love. I loved watching that movie as a kid. So this one has a soft spot. I think. I thought mm-hmm. it was it was original. Like it, they didn't have to do it. There was no reason to do it. But like they at least changed it up. You know what I mean? Like they right. made it feel like its own thing. You know. Hmm. Andrew. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I liked I like Bryce Dallas Howard. It's it's okay. Yeah. It wasn't on my list. Yeah. yeah. I mean, know. it's fine. All right. Well, there you have it. Uh, number nine, Peach Dragon. <laughs> number eight uh this is gonna be i feel like some people are gonna be yelling through their speakers right now but coming to number eight aladdin i liked aladdin i don't think it was as good as a lot of people thought but but i think it was good i think the way will smith played genie the Mm -hmm. times he played genie best were were the times he was trying not to be robin williams Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um there was some unnecessary thing. I don't think I said this when it first came out, like you could have called this movie Jasmine mm-hmm. and that would have yeah. been fine because it definitely felt more like a Jasmine story than an Aladdin story. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I think her song like that little pop song was like really unnecessary I like Speechless. it. Uh, yeah, I like it a lot. And I think Naomi does a great job. And then this is like one of those ones where I think the actors did a really, really good job. Um, I, you know, like like we were just saying, though, like about them um, adding things that aren't necessarily just n- necessary. Right. Just for the sake of making it different doesn't really necessarily do it for me kind of deal. Because it's not why I like aladdin in the first place that makes sense but i mean i I, you'll you'll hear me say that again even even with one of my favorite songs and i'm sure we're gonna get to this movie it just wasn't anything special you know like and i was like oh okay like we added that in and like some of the songs are really good but they don't necessarily they don't add anything to the movie does that make sense yeah no, I get that. My thing with like this movie is just once again, I just didn't think it was necessary. As I, I'm gonna say that about most of them, but it was also I hate the auto. Whoever is in charge of auto tuning the actors is like awful. Like and I also I, think I that don't... works in animated and not live action. Yeah, like I feel like it's just it, it's it's too much. It's too like they need to let people have a voice. Like it's like it's okay if it doesn't sound perfect. Like please, like you're overdoing it. You well, know, look at look at like the it reminds me of like the Disney Channel ones. Yeah, it does. It reminds it me of like, decoms. That is like, such a good point. Yeah, it feels like decom, and I can't stand it because I'm like, no, no, like it it doesn't need to sound like 
this. It's okay. If it sounds a little rough on the edges, like it's more real, like don't, I'm so sick of it, but that does, it takes me out of it. So like Will Smith, you literally have a guy, he was a freaking rapper. He's, he's the first Prince of Bel-Air. He was a rapper in the nineties. Why are you taking his type of music and then trying to force him into like a Robin Williams-esque song and trying to make him be like him. But then when he was allowed to like rap and do a thing at the end, like he was so much more comfortable and sounded yeah. better. I don't get why they do that. I, I don't. And they, they've done this in multiple movies where it's like this auto tune that just like, oh, it makes me want to scream. Yeah. It's so bad. Like, uh, that's my, I, I will say this though. Movie. I do like the live action Prince Ali song better than the original. Really? I, I don't think I, do. I, 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 kinda, I don't know. Uh, what what are your thoughts on that, Corey? I don't know. You I know. like that. They're like, we're waiting on you. Like, I love that because it's that's yeah. Will Smith adding his own flair. It's letting him be comfortable in the part, which yeah, I think is exactly. it's hard to do because that's a it's really rough. The genie, like you're never gonna be Robin Williams. And then even like Broadway genie kind of has its own entity now. So you have these two things, then he had to find a way in the center to carve out his own character. That's difficult. So props to him for that, because I don't think I would take it if someone was like, Hey, you wanna be genie in a live action Aladdin? Right. <laughs> Last voice by, you know. Robin a great Williams. actor who's gone too soon. I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. I'm going <laughs> to just yeah. that one out. So. Uh, th- this movie, it definitely wasn't high on my list. I-, I think I went into this thinking that Will Smith was going to be the worst part of the movie. And I think for me, he was for actually sure. probably the best part of the movie agree. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what I was really, really upset about, I'm like, all right, look, you can change the other songs and you can, you know, create different versions of this or that. But you cannot, you cannot touch a whole new world. Now is not the time to give a ver- of some weird version of a whole new, no, just make, and I think that's honestly what they, in, we'll talk about Beauty and the Beast in a little bit, but I think Beauty and the Beast, mm-hmm. they kind of stuck to the script on that. They didn't really, yes, you yeah. could say what you want about her voice, but they did make her sound, okay, again, we'll get to Beauty and the Beast in a little bit. Anyway, we'll but I, just that felt, a bit. That's a whole but I feel like a whole new world. I, it's it's literally the point when I honestly want to like walk out of theater at that point. I'm like, man, this is the moment we're gonna get the live action, whole new world, romantic carpet ride through the sky, the whole nine yards, and it just felt so flat. And no, I just felt like there was like not a lot of emotion. And who knows, maybe some of y'all out there disagree with me, and that's okay, that's okay. Uh, but I think it was right there that I knew I was like, man, man, just not it. But, and what, it what was what was worse is on the actual album itself i think you have like the other version of a whole new world by um i'm pretty sure it's 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 like uh it's uh my wife knows it really well but it's it's zane from one direction i think oh yeah it's like zane and who is that i gotta find that real quick i can look Um, it up on spotify real quick yes who it was because there is a version who was it that's it okay so it's it's zane and zavia i don't know who that other artist is but it's on the it's on the soundtrack it's not obviously what's in the movie but a whole new world it's a better version of the song than what's the actual one that's in the in the movie itself i don't know there was just there was too much going on in this movie It, it 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 makes my top 10 but it's it's very low on my list very you know what I will say is, yeah, a last thought that John had had about this film because he loved Aladdin. 
he hated Jafar. He thought Jafar was so bland. Oh, in this yeah, game. you had to go better there for Forgot sure. He was even in it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. It, it was bring bland. the bring was... the villain. Bring the villain. You gotta bring, bring it. You gotta bring the fabulousness. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta bring the you know, the screeching. The you know Jafar's voice is so distinct too in the cartoon, like a very mm-hmm. specific sound. And um, just so fabulous. So I think it's hard to top that anyway, like most of it, you know, but. Sure, sure. Yeah, he was just so. You know who would have played so You know who could have probably brought Jafar to life in a really, his own way, but. Javier Bardem. Yes. Thank you for being on the same page there. 100%. Javier, man, Javier Bardem. I really feel ah. like he could have just, I mean, when you can wear the wig that he wore for No Country for Old Men and be the scariest one of the scariest characters in cinematic history. He could have brought Jafar to life in ways, even if you had to put him up on stilts and make him super tall, whatever it is, I don't care. But man, Andrew, same page there, buddy. I like mm-hmm. that. Um, all right. Uh, everybody in the cast basically had Aladdin pretty low on the list, except for Jared, who had uh, this movie at number three. Uh, but all right. Um, going on to number seven. Number seven. Oh, one that I holds dear to my heart, Christopher Robin. Love Christopher it. Robin. Really, really good movie. And of course, I know um, early on, maybe some of you newer listeners haven't heard this. Uh, just a quick side story on this movie that why I feel so attached to it. But um, gosh, I don't know. Maybe the NDAs have expired at this point. I certainly hope so. But anyway, uh, living in LA, got a random call for a casting call one day went to this unmarked building parked my car like two miles away because i straight up thought i was going to get hacked no lie uh end up going into this building i'm sitting in the lobby there's posters for like marvel movies and dc and game of thrones so i'm like okay maybe this is legit uh they bring me into a room uh they told me i had to be clean shaven and just kind of wear like a v-neck white shirt or whatever hair back gelled up whatever anyway uh stood in like this kind of egg machine type of looking thing that had like a billion cameras they took a bunch of pics and they said all right thank you so much and i was like okay that's so weird that is so weird anyway about a week later i get a call hey you uh you're a match we're gonna bring you in again if you can come clean shaven that'd be great uh so again now i'm in some weird men in black lab elevator that goes down into this really really cool sophisticated tech lab i don't know uh, and I'm looking at the monitor screens and up to this point, I had seen trailers for Christopher Robin, you know, the dark, rainy London vibe. And I'm like, and I, I can see Walt Disney pictures at the bottom. Uh, well, I really, they're probably going to come after me. I think I'm telling too much here, but anyway, I don't care. It's out there. Here we go. Um, but anyway, so I'm like, is this for Christopher Robin? They're like, yes. So Ewan McGregor, who is our lead actor playing Christopher Robin, uh, you know, we in the film, we need to show him younger. We need to show we need to show him just kind of like in his teen years, his early 20 years. So I'm like, OK, and they're like, well, your face was a match for Ewan McGregor. So what we're going to do here in this film, uh, we're going to have you sit in this, again, egg thing with these different cameras. And we're going to show you we're going to show you scenes in the movie uh, where Ewan's acting and we just need you to mimic what he is doing. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take your young face and we're going to put it on his older face and make him look younger in the movies. And y'all will have seen this in many films. Uh, This is what's been done for Johnny Depp. This is what's been done for Robert Downey Jr. This is what's been done for Hugh Jackman. Anytime when you're like, wow. 
he looks really young in this film. How do they make him look so young? <laughs> well, you've heard it here first, y'all. Uh, and again, you will not be able to be like, wow, that looks just like Corey. It, it's, you can just be like, wow, that looks like your cheeks and your forehead, Corey. And that's right. It is. Uh, but nonetheless, I still, even with the background story of this movie, uh, I still love this film. As Andrew said, it is so good. It's a heartwarming story. Really, really, really good quotes from this movie. Doing nothing often leads doing, uh, sorry, doing nothing often leads to the very best kind of something. Uh, just a lot of really, a lot of good takes from this. I'm done talking. What have you taken away? I'll just say, um, I need, I, can I you have go, one, go. One second. Um, is that a true story? Oh, it's a hundred percent true. 100% true. I have not heard this story. Yes. I have not heard this story. 100% true. And what the craziest thing was is I remember the day that I went in there, I thought I was pretty well clean shaven. And I guess there was still some like, like some, you know, did they go some, in and like, make well, you they, shave they literally, they literally are like, did you bring, I'm like, I didn't bring a razor. Like, all right, we're going to go grab you one or whatever. And I don't know where they went, but they came back with like a, a classic, and it straight was like old, old Disney style. And I literally, cut myself in the process so i was like bleeding so then that we it, it like delayed some of my shoot for a little bit um but yeah no had to sign up straight up got paid had signed nda on that uh of course wow. it's been years now 2017 it's i feel like five years yeah. so i'm like whatever sue me oh my god Ewan McGregor and christopher robin young scene so yeah if you're watching you and mcgregor tonight and christopher robin this weekend and, and again if you haven't watched this movie it is a good, it is a good movie. Mel, I'm telling you, you and John sit down, get some popcorn, some wine. It is a yeah. good, it, you're going to sit there Look, and you're going to be like, oh, it's my friend Gabby and I, um, the one I just did a shoot with today. We love you and McGregor. He is everything. So yeah, I'm going to tell her about this and she's going to freak out and we're going to watch it. So I'm very excited. Can't wait to look at your cheeks and forehead. That's going to be great. There you go. Perfect. You'd be like, well, in the younger scenes, I know that guy. I know that. <laughs> in the young I, scenes, I, yeah. I know that. I know that guy's face. Um, I know. But yeah, a little bit. Such... Yes, yeah, that was my thoughts because I really don't. I I I've been avoiding it because I don't want to cry because I know it's going to make me cry. So it's, like a, it's a good. It's a, no. It's a good cry though. It's not like a. I still movie. put it high on my list because I know it's good. Like I know it's good. I just mm -hmm. I can't. I get emotion. So. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, that was my comment on that. You can go, Andrew. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that this is one of those movies where it's like, okay, this makes sense as a live action. It's different. It's a sequel. You know what I mean? Like that I can appreciate. It is an actual new story. It's not the same thing we've heard. So that's all I was going to say. And I just really like it. Yeah, I think, it, I think it's cute. I think it shows. I think one thing it's nice is it's got a very much... Uh, Kind of like in Hook. You know what I mean? Mm. Where I can appreciate them showing Christopher Robin now a dad and is dealing with other problems, like real problems. But he still has Pooh and Tigger and all them that care about him, that like want to help him get through it. Yeah. I think it's sweet. Yeah. I think it's very it's good. sweet. It's it is good. And even just family. I mean, it really just puts the family aspect into the movie too, outside of just what's happening in the hundred acre, you know? So, yeah, but there you have it. Christopher Robin coming in at number seven, moving on to number six. And this is a movie that was on a lot of people's lists. 
Nick Foster had it as his number one. Apparently, he is a gigantic Emma Stone fan. That's right. Uh It is Cruella. I think it's a weird movie, but it's good. Yeah. I don't think it was necessary once again, but like cool. Yeah. I liked I like the the green dress. I like the twist. I like the stuff they did with it. I, I mean it was different. You can't say it wasn't different. No, exactly. Um, you know, I think there's other one hundred and one Dalmatian adaptations that are already live action that you know, this didn't really need to happen. Give me Glenn Close. Or give me Glenn Close. Yeah, give me Glenn Close. Yeah, exactly. But no, yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, like you all said, it's. I don't think it was a movie that was necessarily needed. Uh, no. Don't really much care for the the story, even itself. I, I do like the subtle hints to, um, you know, leading into Hundred One Dalmatians. Uh, but I love Emma Stone in this movie. I think she absolutely kills it. I think she her monologue uh, midway through is just. It's just really, really, really good. I think she just truly brought this character to life. Uh, in my in my opinion, maybe not everybody else's, but I really, again, just feel like she killed this role. And I think I was just most excited watching her act uh, as Cruella than I really cared for the story itself. Uh, but there you have it. Coming in at number six, we have Cruella. And we're going to kind of stick on that same theme as maybe a movie we didn't really need about a villain. But we got it anyway. And who knew there could be so much backstory and another actress who absolutely kills this character and brings her to life. But coming in at number five, Maleficent. You take it, Mo. Yeah, okay. Well, like, I I have so mixed thoughts on this because I think Angelina Jolie was great. And I really like the design they came up with for her. But like, I can't love this movie because why can't a villain just be deliciously evil? I don't understand why you would take the mistress of all evil and then make her this like wicked ass. Cause let's be real. This is totally knocked off wicked. They took the green character and flipped it to like, Oh, she's really good. Like, let's do a whole backstory about it. Like, and that bothers me because like, I'm literally wearing my phantasmic sweatshirt right now. Maleficent is like one of my favorite baddies. She's amazing. She's just evil to be evil. Why can't anyone just be evil to be evil in a Disney movie? <laughs> it's the same thing with Corella. It's like, why does Corella have to be someone we sympathize with and like feel bad for? Like, why can't she just be mean? Like, it's okay. It's not supposed to be that deep. So I think Angelina's great personally. And I think it's very pretty. Um, I, once again, though, it's just like, why can't she just be mean? Why we got to make me feel bad about her? You know? I just fully agree with you. I just, I mean, you nailed it. Thank you. Her name means evil. Yeah, literally. And, and you know, as a movie, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. It's different, which is nice comparatively to, like, just a remake. But, no, you you don't need sometimes... The curtains are blue because the curtains are blue. And we don't need to dissect it any more than that. You don't have to go deeper than that. It's okay. Like, we don't need to. Like, ripping off her wings. I'm like, we don't need to do all this stuff, guys. Like, <laughs> oh, God. I can't. Yeah. That's how I feel about it. I don't know. 
Yeah, well, I think that might just be it for Maleficent. I mean, again, just coming off another villainous character, uh, getting her own side movie. Yeah. Uh, so maybe we just, let's move on. Let's move on and just keep going down the list here as we get closer to the number one. Uh, we're not going to go too far down the street from where we were just a little while ago. We're going to go back to 1996 and a movie that is on <laughs> basically a mid-run of the pack, except for Andrew. Uh, we're going to talk 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> it's so much fun. It's the original. It's great. It's the original live action. So wait, 1996. How old are both of you in 96? I was born in 96. Yeah, we were both babies, like literal babies. Yeah. See, I'm I'm about eight years old uh, going into this film. I still remember. I think I actually had to get pulled from this film because I was scared of Cruella de Vil in this movie. I don't I don't know if that's a fact or unless maybe it was the original that I got pulled either it was from the animated version or and it was probably the, I, I believe it was probably the animated I think uh, because that would have a little see. scary in this one she does have like moments that are like truly a little unhinged so mm-hmm. yeah I mean way. they made her a villain I mean yeah isn't that oh, crazy look at that that your villain could just be a villain. She hey. was fabulous. Her outfits were like just great. A. I thought she was terrific in both. I know the second one's even more stupid than the first one, but like I watched both of them for her 100%. <laughs> she killed it. She killed the game. Yeah, yeah. I think there's just a lot of nostalgia here just because it is like one of those just mid 90s. You got Jeff Daniels. Um, just it's just a fun movie i still remember mcdonald's did a uh you know their kids meal based off of this they had all the dalmatians getting released i'm sure um man the old i I definitely have one somewhere i forget but uh even at christmas time i think i got a pongo stuffed animal I i was literally obsessed with this movie at the time so again i don't think it was the eight year old version of me that was couldn't watch this film without being scared but it was probably just watching the animated version on VHS and then just be like, no, turn it off. Um, but yeah, but 101 Dalmatians, there you have it. Uh, a surprise one coming in at number four. Uh, all right. Coming in the number three, I will say, I feel like this is the one that kind of lit the match and it was kind of like, Oh, we are doing this like never before. John Favreau is just, he's going to be the guy here. Uh, but coming in, number three, The Jungle Book. And not to be confused with that other random Jungle Book that also came out. Just, we're talking like, John Favreau's right, yeah. Jungle Book. <laughs> it was like, wait, we're getting two? Uh, all I have to really say on this one, it's The Jungle Book. Um, I think it just, I think just how it looks is what sold me into thinking wow i really really like this film i didn't i didn't really rate this film too high it was kind of mid-pack for me uh jared had it as his number one um it's his number one yeah andrew's number three mel you're four so i mean at least everybody had it in their top five for the most part um nick had it all the way down at number 10 so it's yeah he's not a big jungle book guy but uh yeah again just visually stunning for me i think that's just how I'll always remember it. Probably not going to watch it anytime soon again, but uh, I remember sitting there thinking like, oh, wow, they are, they're really doing live action. Yeah, no, I, I think that was, 
yeah generally great my thoughts i'm sure yeah um what i like about this movie is they didn't auto-tune the poop out of their actors and let them have voices and make character decisions with the songs they were doing you know what i mean it's not nearly as grossly auto-tuned and i like that um but i was never a huge jungle book girl to be honest it was always a whatever movie to me like it's cute but you know but i can appreciate the art and the amount of work they really put into this to make it good you know this this did right when the lion like everything that they did right the lion king did wrong as far as like the voice actors and stuff and it's weird because they're both john favreau um Bing Kingsley sounds great. Bill Murray sounds great. Lupita Nyong'o is fantastic in it. I, I mean, you've, I mean, the list goes on and on. That do just a really, really good job voicing these characters. And even though it's still live animals, you they do have expression in the way the Lion King doesn't. Mm-hmm. And also, ScarJo is Ka. Yeah. I it's I I understand I get I get you know yeah I'm lost I'm lost I don't trust snakes but you know <laughs> I trust ScarJo well there you have it Jungle Book number three uh, I feel like this next one we've already we had to we had to zip it a couple times because we want to talk about it so much but I think this is obviously going to be a really popular one for everybody uh majority of everybody had this as their number two it was basically everybody's number two uh so it comes in at number two but beauty and the beast i would give it the number one but like i said emma watson's the worst part of this movie yeah and which stinks and i got really excited when it was going to be her and i just don't think she did a good job um but this was yeah. the one I was talking about where it's an unnecessary song. I love the song. Which one? But it doesn't add anything to Evermore. I love Evermore. Oh, Evermore. But it adds nothing to that movie. I will say in their defense of why they probably thought it was necessary. It's in Broadway, the Broadway isn't it? Show, the, but it's not Evermore. It's called something else. So oh. they they basically, and I think they did the same thing with Little Mermaid. Oh, this is the song we gave like the character in the Broadway show. So we're going to flip it and change it, make another unnecessary song, even though we already had an unnecessary song that we could have just put there anyway. So I think that was why, because the Beast did get songs in the show. So they felt like they had to bring that over. And I do think Broadway, you have to flesh out really hard, obviously, because you need to fill a certain amount of time. But I don't think it was necessary either. It's a great song, no. though. It's a great no. song. I really um... do. I do like it. I like that they added the mirror stuff. I thought Mm. that was like a nice little add-on. Yeah. I thought it was just visually such a beautiful film. Mm -hmm. Like I really, every time I watch it, it just, I don't know, something about it really just gets me. And uh, I really love Luke Evans and Josh Gad just killing the game. Like they were insanely good, like Mm -hmm. way too good. Like, once again, examples of actors who could actually sing the part and, like, put their own, like, twist on it and were just able to go. So it's like you have them with no auto-tune killing the game. Then you got robot Emma Watson in the corner, like, barely getting through a song and looking devoid of emotion. 
And I just wish if she had like a 10th of their energy, this movie would be number one, 100%. So. <sighs> yeah, I'll tell you when this, when this, <laughs> when, when this trailer, when this trailer dropped and it was like this, the piano and I'm sure everybody can hear that. I don't know. And it, it, you can just hear that playing in your head. Um, as Andrew said, I mean, yeah, I just, I don't know how much I believe her as Belle. I don't really mind. Here's and I get the singing stuff, but at the same time, I think what makes the original so good is just like that, the animated cartoon mm-hmm. voice and performance. And I just I love that. And I feel like they try to do that with it, even with the auto tune and a couple of the songs. Where I'm like, I don't know. I just I dig it. I, I personally I don't I liked it. Um, really? I, will, yeah, I, I did. And true. Uh, I don't know. I just did that yeah, better than she did. Hey, I, I might I, have. I, wish I, I could, might have been. I, I, been, I could love it. I wish I've been I could love it. Uh, but I think it, it's really hard because it's like I kind of disagree with your Gaston stuff. I do love really? Evans. Okay. I do love Evans playing him. But it, here's the thing: it's for me, honestly, it'd be impossible to live up to the cartoon version of just this hunk who can just, you know, biceps breaking out of his shirt and he's just gulping down dozens and dozens of eggs like it and just drinking these beer. Like you almost have too much fun with the cartoon that it like, when it comes to real life, you're kind of like, that's, oh yeah, you probably can't do that in real life as you would in a cartoon. And but you I know, feel like that's like every like, version of that character has Oh, that. I know, I know. You know what I mean? There's no fixing I will, the fact you know the cartoon. what? I will say... I really did enjoy, um, you know, ABC had recently done that. Um, live oh yeah, the, the performance concert. Yeah, that dude who played uh, Ga- or who was it? so it was um, her was played Joshua Bell, but Henry that his- that guy who played Gaston, like that dude, was just like bringing it to life. Like I've never seen Gaston. Like for me, I felt more like closer to him as Gaston than I did Luke Evans, like in the actual film. But again, we're not really talking about the TV version anyway. Uh, I still love this. His name this is Joshua is... Henry. He's there he's, he's Joshua Henry. We love you, man. We love you. Uh, but uh, this movie has rewatchability factors. I can put this on at any time. I can even watch it on TV with commercials. I don't care. It's 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 a feel good. It's Beauty and the Beast is actually my when we're talking animated. It's, it's my number one. Yeah, mm. Beauty and the Beast is my number one. Oh, my number two. I'm Lion King. But anyway, it's up there. I love Beauty and the Beast. Always have. Uh, but yeah. There you have it. Any last thoughts on Beauty and the Beast? Anybody? Before we get to our number I, one? I just love Belle. I just love the story. It's yeah, beautiful. It is good. It is it's good. Beautiful. It so is good. All right. Well, let me just recap the list one more time for everybody before we get to number one. Coming in at number 10, The Lion King. Number nine, Peach Dragon. Number eight, Aladdin. Christopher Robin at seven. Cruella at Five, Maleficent at four. I'm sorry, Cruella at six. Maleficent at five. 101 Dalmatians at four. Jungle Book at three. Beauty and the Beast at two. And finally, last but not least, we need the slipper to fit. We got to get this show wrapped before midnight. Can you tell where I'm going with this? No, Austin Ames is not in this movie. <laughs> Austin! <laughs> but it is, I guess, in Andrew and Mel, it's both of y'all's number one. So perfect 
that y'all are here for this one. Uh, it is Cinderella. It's yeah. yeah. Do you wanna do you wanna start, Andrew? You go. Okay. It's beautiful. This movie's so great because once again, it was so unnecessary. But Kenneth Branagh said, you know what? I'm going to take this story that's already been done 20 bajillion times and I'm going to try to make it a little different. And he succeeded. Talk about just a beautiful film. I liked that. I mean, I missed the music, but I like that they didn't do it. You know what I mean? Like he really said, I'm not going to make a carbon copy, but it's still going to make you happy. And like Lily James was great. People were so hard on her when the first like promos came out. I remember like people were so mean, like, oh, she's not Cinderella, blah, blah, blah. She changed their minds real quick. Let me tell you. And that blue ball gown, like, and that's the one thing we didn't touch on with Beauty and the Beast. That blue ball gown is the kind of energy I was waiting for, for Beauty and the Beast with the yellow dress. And it never happened. Like they, they did it right. So like, oh gorgeous i just love it i think it's so cool i don't know i'm really into it i can watch that one any day i really liked uh helena bonham carter oh it's the fairy god she's fabulous i love the costumes her whole zany like you know i just think it's it's nice it's a story that's been done a bajillion times but they really like they made it nice richard madden's really good in it too yeah, I was gonna say the guy he from feels Game like of Thrones. A, he feels like a Prince Charming. He does. He you does. Know? He plays it so well. Um, I mean, I just yeah, it's it's really that and Beauty and the Beast are like the two that I'm like, I could watch them anytime. Visually gorgeous, great cast. They all play the parts well, you know. I just think it's great. I think that it was so high that a lot of movies just can't hit it when it comes to these remakes you you know it's almost like jungle book like for a lot of people was so high and now nothing's really hitting that level anymore so i don't know i agree yeah not much more to say i think you know If that doesn't make you want to watch the happiest podcast number one ranked live action remake film I don't know what will. I don't know what will. But anyway, there is the list. I know we uh, maybe have left off some. That you're like, wait, what? Uh, we didn't talk uh, Mulan. We didn't talk Peter Pan and Wendy. We didn't talk Lady and the Tramp. We didn't talk. Well, I know we kind of mentioned Alice and Through the Looking Glass a little bit. We didn't talk Pinocchio. We didn't talk Dumbo. Some of them barely got any votes. Some of them only got one. So they didn't make it. They're not even honorable mention. But maybe you're saying, hey, y'all are crazy. Uh, tell us. Tell us what your top 10 would be. Hit us up in the DMs. Tell us what we got wrong. Tell us what you agree with us on. And all the things. And all the things. Yeah. But, uh, well, that is going to do it for us this week. Again, it is Little Mermaid weekend. Please go see it. We'll probably, uh, Mel's maybe going to do a little review action. Who knows? Maybe some people will jump yeah. in. I could see some people yeah. wanting to tag in on that for sure. Maybe that'll come to Patreon uh but yeah anything else from y'all before we wrap this baby up this was fun this was, was a good nice. time it was a just very a, nice just a good bad. rankings episode yeah can't go wrong this has can't been fun with a good rankings episode well <laughs> all right everybody live from the happiest podcast studio here from the former 
location of Buffalo Wild Wings at Crossroads. <laughs> Melinda Riley, Andrew Bailey, I'm Corey Benty. This is not goodbye. This is see you real soon. Good night, everybody. We Good love you. Good night. Bye, Have y'all. a good weekend.